Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make the journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. Welcome to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's about the food and more than the food. It's about individual health and the health of organizations. I'm Lisa Baker, and my vision is a world in which individuals and organizations can be well while doing good. My mission is to give these organizations and individuals the programs, resources, and practices to get there. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food we put in our mouths and everything else that nourishes us or doesn't, with special attention to the opportunities to get healthy for those burning out in mission-driven work. Season one focused mostly on the food we put in our mouths and a few other parts of our lives that can affect our relationship with food. Season two focused on conversations with women experiencing burnout in mission-driven work, conventional and alternative practitioners who support them, and others whose lives intersect with them and their organizations. Please visit the podcast homepage to check out previous episodes. Season three will be a mix of solo episodes and interviews with guests, all focused on finding our way out of burnout and back to health after more than 18 months of the pandemic. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my Stewarding Emotional Eating group coaching program. Has it been one of those days, weeks, months, years? You've eaten your way through an entire sleeve of cookies, a whole sharing size bag of chips, and what's left of the birthday cake in the fridge. You're still craving something, and nothing in the house appeals to you. Yep, you know what, your emotions are affecting your eating habits and choices. Have you tried beating, conquering, managing, tackling, controlling your emotional eating? How's that working for you? Maybe stewarding your emotional eating is a better approach because stewarding means the mindful and responsible care of something entrusted to you. And your emotional eating is your body sending you a message that she wants you to take better care of her. Ready to learn how to do that? Join me for a two-month exploration of what makes us eat emotionally and how we can shift that behavior. The next cohort of the Stewarding Emotional Eating Program runs from November 1st through January 14th. Yep, we run across all the holidays because they can be especially hard and it's a great time to have support. There are two levels you can engage at. Nibbler, which is a basic virtual group program with group calls, online modules, office hours, and an online chat thread. Or VIP, which stands for Voraciously Invested Person. The same group program with a whole lot more one-on-one -on -one accountability and support from me, plus a few fun and practical bonuses. Remember, my mission is to make health coaching affordable to everybody. I offer no fee, no interest payment plans that fit your budget and discounts if you prefer to pay up front. Ready to steward your emotional eating? Details at isgood slash emotional eating. That's is.gd slash emotional eating or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome back to our series on stewarding emotional eating. In our last two episodes, we took a look at what emotional eating is and how it can show up for us and why I prefer to use the word steward rather than beat, tackle, manage, control, etc. when we're talking about emotional eating. We also talked about playing scientist, observing whether our hunger is physical or emotional as we're reaching into the pantry for a snack, and 
we talked about what triggers us to eat emotionally, not the emotions themselves, but what actually sparks those emotions. And we talked about playing journalist, looking at the who, what, when, where, why we're triggered. If you missed those episodes, go back and start with the first one. Um, it, this one is going to make a lot more sense if you've gone through the previous ones. So the link to the, uh, to the original starter episode about emotional eating is in the show notes. This week, we're going to take a look at our emotions and learn about one more role play. We often talk about a range of emotions, and researchers seem to have narrowed the most basic ones down to anywhere from four to eight basic emotions. I really like Robert Plutchik's categorization of eight emotions into four pairs of polar opposites. So you have joy and sadness, anger and fear, trust and distrust, surprise and anticipation. Now you may disagree, you know, you may think what, how are anger and fear polar opposites? Anyway, <clears throat> what I like about his diagram is that he shows how the more intense and complex emotions are related to these basic ones being either a similar emotion on a different part of the intensity spectrum or the combination of two other emotions. Over the past few years of working with clients who eat emotionally, my totally unscientific conclusion is that 90% of them point to sadness and fear as the primary emotion driving their eating, with anger coming in a close third. No wonder so many of us turned to emotional eating over the past 20 months or so. What has the COVID-19 pandemic brought us other than a lot of sadness, fear, and anger. Many of us grew up believing that showing emotion was not acceptable. Suck it up, chin up, stiff upper lip, push through, big girls don't cry. You know the lines, right? Showing an emotion became equated with feeling one. It's like we can't trust ourselves to feel an emotion without letting it play out in a way that is socially unacceptable somehow. And somehow food and drink, which are so easily available to most of us, became an acceptable alternative to drowning our sorrows, um, stuffing down our anger, calming our fears. Talk about a negative cycle, right? We feel something and judge ourselves for feeling it. So we eat or drink too much or make poor food choices. Then we judge ourselves for doing that. So we feel worse but we can't allow ourselves to feel that. So on and on and on and on, right? Remember our discussion of slinkies? Here's a slinky in a downward spiral. <laughs> uh, in health coach training, we call this a cycle of stuck. So let's talk about getting out of that cycle. As I've mentioned before, there are usually two ways to ask the same question. Ah, uh, why did I do that again? That's a downward spiral, right? Down straight to self-judgment. The other option is, huh, why did I do that again? That's a cycle upward towards self-compassion. It's setting ourselves up for success because it opens our minds to actually coming up with the reasons that we did that again or ate that again. With emotional eating, self-compassion and self-trust can play a role. Self-compassion allows us to feel our feelings and self-trust allows us to believe that we won't act them out in ways that we think are inappropriate. 
We might need to go in the bedroom and punch our pillow when we're frustrated with our teenager. That way we won't be tempted to slap her or eat the whole bag of chips. We might need to go away and have a good cry when we're sad. That way we won't fall apart in a meeting or eat the entire chocolate cake. We might need to go for a walk <laughs> into the walk-in cooler at work and scream when we're angry at our boss. That way, we won't tell him off to his face or have one too many drinks with dinner. We might need to simply put our arms around ourselves and tell ourselves we'll be okay when fear is coming up instead of eating the whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so in some instances, simply allowing ourselves to feel our feelings and finding a non-food outlet for them is enough to break the cycle of stuck. The emotion passes in two to 20 minutes. That's an amazing fact, isn't it? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, grief over loss of a loved one, something like that. But, you know, momentary sadness usually lasts somewhere between two and 20 minutes. Can you hold off on eating something for two to 20 minutes when you're really sad? It's an interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, if we can do that, we won't spiral into self-judgment. So when's the last time you really allowed yourself to feel your feelings? It might be when you were a toddler, <laughs> before you quote unquote, knew better. So the next stage of stewarding emotional eating is to do just that, play toddler, get back in touch with that inner toddler. When you encounter a trigger and start to get emotional, don't shut it down. Name that emotion. And although stress eating is often used interchangeably with emotional eating, I really encourage you to go one layer deeper. Is your stress really sadness, anger, fear, etc.? Think about an adult asking a toddler how he or she is feeling when she's having a meltdown. Toddler you is probably easily able to say, or more likely scream, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm scared. Next, if you're feeling brave and you're not at work or somewhere else that feels inappropriate to do so, really play toddler and let yourself wallow in that emotion you're feeling and trust that you will not behave inappropriately or disappear into that emotion never to return. And also that you're not going to reach for food. So I invite you to spend some time over the next few days playing toddler. The moment you recognize you are eating due to emotional hunger and you've noted your trigger, right? So now we have three steps. You reach for food and you think, oh, am I physically hungry or emotionally hungry? The second step is if you're eating for emotional hunger reasons, answer what's my trigger. And when you've answered what your trigger is, actually name the emotion you're feeling. I had a bad day at work and I'm feeling really scared that I'm going to lose my job, right? So three steps. Play scientist. Is my hunger physical or emotional? Play journalist. What's my trigger? Who, what, when, where, why? And third, play toddler. Name your emotion. I'm so sad. And actually sit with that emotion. Cry if you need to. All right, that's it for this time. Stay tuned for the next episode in which we're going to continue our discussion of how to steward our emotional eating. 
by playing parent to that inner toddler. Full disclosure, this final role play is the most difficult and ultimately it's the most rewarding. If you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the podcast so you automatically get notified when the next episode drops and I will see you then. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments, and let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe the podcast in your listening app so you never missed an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, send me an email or voice message. And if you'd like to know more about my work, please visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the links are in the show notes.